Stories move hearts and hearts move impact. Slingshot Stories. 10 to 15 minute episodes built around what we believe to be really practical key areas of impact that are going to help you grow in your understanding of what impact is and how you can accomplish it. Everybody's on planet Earth for a reason. Find your sweet spot, get off the bench, and get in the game. Welcome to Slingshot Stories, a series produced in collaboration with the Journey to Impact and Slingshot Memphis. I'm Ed Gillentine, and I'll be co-hosting along with my partner in Impact, Jared Barnett, the CEO of Slingshot Memphis. We've got another fantastic topic today, although, Jared, I kind of feel like all our topics are pretty fantastic. But this one I know is near and dear to your heart, and it's how to triage the effectiveness of poverty-fighting programs. So that's a bit of a mouthful. When you think about that, what goes through your head? Yeah, what goes through my head is that there's a lot of poverty-fighting organizations they, many of them offer multiple programs. As an individual philanthropist, how do I have any clue if these things are, are actually helping? And so, uh, you know, what I like about, you know, our, our topic here today is there's a few just simple questions that you can ask that aren't going to give you all the details around their effectiveness, but are going to give you a really good idea if what they're doing is actually likely leading to good outcomes or it's just a good effort, but maybe not having the results that you'd hope for. Yeah. So when you think about, we've talked a lot about outcomes, right? So it's probably a good place to start. But um, what are a couple of your favorite questions to ask that really get at what an organization is doing? There's kind of four questions, and I'll, I'll rattle them off here, and then I'd love to, we can talk yeah. about them all here. So first one is, what are the outcomes that the program is intended to produce? Two, how do you design your program? Three, how do you ensure it's being implemented as intended? And then four, how do you know that the program's actually working? So it sounds like we got a little McKinsey uh, background coming out. You talk about this, you and I, are, we, we are shaped by our business background. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when you talk about what are the outcomes and you're asking an organization that question, um, what are you wanting to hear? Yeah, so at the, at the root of it, I want to hear something that would improve the health or income of a participant. And so it's easy, I think, and especially in poverty fighting, to focus on the outputs, which we, we would think of like, what's that program, like the end point of that program? Like we're trying to graduate a number of people from yeah. the program or, you know, we want to help so many people get this, you know, type of thing or achieve this. What I want to hear, though, and if, if what's helpful to understand is if that organization can tell you, they're going through this program, and as a result of that, it improves this, this, and this for the participants in the program that has to do with something that is related to their health or their income. That's a great sign that that organization has their mind in the right spot because they're focusing and they understand what they're trying to do, where otherwise it's very easy to kind of get lost in the process and lost in kind of the inertia, and, and so you just do the program because... That's yeah, what the person what did you before do. you. It, it uh, kind of reminds me of Memphis Inner City Rugby. Uh, we had, let's just, I'm making up some numbers. We had 100 kids go through the program this year, and our varsity rugby team was, you know, eight and two. I don't know how many games they play. But that's not the point, is it? No. And even if you say that the point of it is to win rugby games right. or to, you know, let students play rugby, it's like, well, that's great, but how does that improve their income or their health? Right. Right. And so for Memphis Inner City Rugby, what they'll say is, well, our job is to help students get into college, help them persist in college, do that in as cost-effective way as possible so they have as limited student debt as, as they can, 
And the end goal of that is to help them then get into careers, right? That provide a transformative level of income compared to what they experienced growing up. And that's how, in my mind, that's exactly how that question is supposed to help you understand that. If they come back and say, we're 8-0 and and we won the rugby championship, okay, we need to know a little bit more about it. All right, you said something about designing the program. How do they design it? Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so every organization has some reason for coming up with a program. And so um, understanding the why behind that and the how they did that is really insightful. And so uh, there's instances, I'll share a few examples here. So you could go to them and say, hey, like, how did you design this program? Like, what was the, the impetus behind it? And they'd be like, well, you know, we, we studied a bunch of other programs, we found some academic research, and we realized that, you know, by doing this and doing this, that's the best way to achieve this outcome that was we told you earlier was our intended outcome. And so that tends to be the best-in-class way of doing things, because what you've done is you've taken what's been proven to work. Yep. You're not reinventing the wheel. Exactly. And you're, you're applying that. And you may have to adapt it a little bit, sure. right? What works in San Francisco or Minneapolis may be different than what works in Memphis, but you take those practices and you apply them. And again, there's a high probability that if they worked in those cities, you can find a way to get them to work here, and there's research yeah. behind that. Alternatively, you could say, well, hey, I saw like a really successful city in our program in this city or in a different part of the city. And that inspired me to want to do that here. And so that's helpful because at least somebody's doing it. And if you can see that they're having some good outcomes, that's great. But what you don't know is, is that program as effective as it could be, right? And so it, it's, it's, you see it doing something and it, you know, you, you're basing it off something that already exists. So that's helpful, but it, it doesn't actually always answer is it is the most effective. And then the other way that you, I've seen this done is, you know, you, you build a program based on the needs that you observe. So you're, you know, poverty fighting program and your participants keep complaining about a certain need that they have. And you say, well, hey, we can do something about that. And so you design a program and say, well, meet that need. There is an element of research in there because you're adapting to something that you know people need. That's, you know, just like consumer research, right? It's great. You know that. But the challenge is by doing that, if you haven't looked at other programs, if you haven't reviewed kind of best practices for that, you don't know, and that nonprofit doesn't know, if their approach to meeting that need is the most effective approach to that. And so by asking that question, how did you kind of design your program, what went yep. into it, you can see how what they've done and then have a perspective around how effective that might be because of how they decided to design it. I think it also gives you some insight into how their brain works and how they think. It does. Um, you, one of your questions was, how do you know that the program is being implemented as intended? Um, why is that important? This is great, right? So we all have had you know, great plans, right? Whether that's a five-year plan <laughs> for our careers or whether that's you know, a financial strategy uh, or you know, a, an exercise goal, right? All right, we're going to, you know, the six-pack's coming back. I'm going to get there, you know? Uh, but the reality is those plans re meet reality, right? And so the, the key on this one is how does that organization ensure that what they designed and what they want to happen is actually happening? And so good organizations, right, have a way to do that. In business, right, if I'm a manufacturing facility, I am going to have ways that ensure that the best process to make that widget is always being adhered to because I don't want to have widgets that are different because customers right. are going to get mad at me if it doesn't fit in you know where it's supposed to fit. And so 
nonprofits, those practices can be implied here as well. And you can say, okay, well, how do you know that it's being implemented? And they might say, hey, I have a report where we, you know, we go out and audit these programs every month. Or we conduct surveys with our participants to see what their experience has been like and understand is, you know, participant A's experience the same as participant B's experience. There's different ways of doing that, but they need to have some way of saying, I, I know that it's being implemented as I want. Um, otherwise, you're just hoping and praying that that right. great design you might have come up with is actually translating to the experience that the participant has. And then your last question, how do you know a program is producing intended outcomes? I mean, that's the bottom line, right, if you will, to use a business uh, uh, analogy. It is. And I mean, if you had to ask one question, I might just jump to this one. Sure. Because at the end of the day, if that organization can explain how they know that their program is, is helping uh, its participants, then nobody knows at right. the end of the day, yes. right? Because they're the closest to it. And so, uh, you know, I think this one's important too, to also be able to understand, can they tell you a story of one or two people who might have experienced something mm-hmm. versus can they tell you a pattern of what people experience? It's very different, right? And in nonprofits, we're very good at telling stories, right? Some of the best storytellers I've ever met are nonprofits because that's how they've learned how to gain funding, how to communicate mm-hmm. what they do. And storytelling has a very important part of yes. galvanizing people to support what you do. But if you want to make sure it's effective, right, there needs to be that pattern, right? I wouldn't go invest in a business if they said, hey, I made one good product and it was really good and I sold it to one customer and they were really happy. And then every other customer they work with got the wrong product and had a horrible experience, right? Like that, that doesn't fly. Right. And so I think being able to understand that pattern, is there a way that they can tell me that their participants are experiencing and know that they're experiencing these outcomes and there's a pattern of that that they can share with me, that would give me a high degree of confidence that that organization's program is effective. Fantastic. Four great questions that I think will really, really help our listeners get to the meat of organizations, and I think ultimately help them be more efficient and more effective with their philanthropy and their impact dollars. Thank you for listening. We love your feedback, so please let us know what you thought about this episode as well as what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For more information, impact resources, or to purchase a copy of the book, Journey to Impact, visit edgillentine.com. That's E-D-G-I-L-L-E-N-T-I-N-E.com. The book is also available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Target.com. For Ed Gillentine speaking inquiries or advertising opportunities, send us an email at ajourneytoimpact at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the Journey to Impact podcast team. Executive producer, Ed Gillentine. Associate producer, Meredith Taylor. Produced and edited by Joey Woodruff. Special thanks to Stephen Chandler. (laughs) 